Welcome to Pen and Purpose, the podcast that dives deep into the heart of writing, book marketing, and the pursuit of purpose. Immerse yourself in conversations with me, Camille Campins Adams, CEO of Way Media and Marketing, and Elizabeth Hamilton, Way's Chief Creative Officer, as we share wisdom, explore faith, and uncover the joy found in each chapter of life. Let's pen stories of purpose together. Welcome to the Pen and Purpose podcast. I am Camille Campins Adams, and I'm here with Elizabeth Hambleton. We are your co hosts, and we wanted to just take an opportunity today to introduce ourselves to you so that you can get to know who we are, why we're here. And what it was that compelled us to start this podcast in the first place. So hopefully we won't, you know, go into all of our life story and keep this pretty short, hopefully. But um, yeah. So Elizabeth, why don't you go ahead and share how you and I met? I think that that's a good starting point because why you and I on this podcast together? Yeah, it's funny because I think anyone who's ever been in the world of entrepreneurship has experienced this phenomenon where you're in a group and you meet people and then you're in other groups and you meet kind of, you like keep running into the same people. And we actually met in, I believe it was 2019 in Gemma Bonham Carter's membership called Passive Project. And we were both, we had young kids. You were actually pregnant at the time when we met with your third, um, and we already like I have two kids and you had your first two and you had your third on the way. So we were kind of in a very similar life stage and looking to really launch something that could be a little bit more stable and abundant for our families. Little did we know COVID was coming in like six months. So um, our worlds kind of got rocked right after we met, but that was where we met was in an entrepreneurship group. And we were just in a very similar stage, both in our businesses, but also like in our lives as a whole. Yeah, I remember that. I was starting the Facebook group Business Building Moms. And this is the point in my life where I was still really grasping for purpose outside of motherhood. I was trying to figure out what is the thing that I'm supposed to be doing in this online space. I know I'm supposed to have a business. I know I'm supposed to be helping people. And at the time, I thought my calling was to really help other moms build businesses that were successful and that flourish and that would allow them to be home with their children. And even speaking about that now, it sounds so incredible, right? Like that actually sounds like a really fun thing to do. And there are people out there that are doing it successfully, but that wasn't the direction God was taking me. That was really just almost a stepping stone toward where it is that he was ultimately going to to place me. And so that's that was so funny. You say 2019. I feel like it was longer than that because I don't remember COVID coming around so quickly, but it's true. Uh, I was pregnant. It was just crazy. I'm trying to remember that. I found out December 2019, it was around Christmas, that I was pregnant with Agatha. And ultimately, we found out COVID was a thing around February, March. 
And then I gave birth to her at the height of the pandemic in August. And I had to give birth to her masked. And it was just like, what an experience that was. And then you and I, I'm trying to remember, like, I know there was a point in time, well, we backing up a little bit, I had reached out in the Genma Bottom Carter group for feedback, somebody to kind of almost like market research to talk to people. And you were really open. And at the time you were working at Stitch Fix, right? Yeah, it was that fall that I had left Stitch Fix to kind of go all in on building something of my own. Mm -hmm. So I'd been there for five years, a little over five years. And um, I left in October of 19. And so it was right in that fall that we met. And um, yeah, I'm always the one that gives actual feedback. Everyone else is like, oh my gosh, it's so cute. And I was like, well, I mean, it's nice, but you do have a dangling participle. And (laughs) the rest is history. I know. It was so funny because we really were talking. I remember you kind of running around in your house and your kids were there. And I remember you telling me how you were investing in running ads for your business. And that was like a very new thing. I've never really been huge into running ads myself. And so we were kind of in very different places at at that point in time. But we had what we had in common was the fact that we were moms to two kids that are close in age, like our boys are the same age. And Mm -hmm. your daughter is a little bit younger than my second. And then I had Aggie five years after Brooks was born. So I have quite a little bit of a gap there. But we had in common two big things, which was mother trying to balance motherhood with growing a successful business and also trying to find our, I think, our purpose outside of just being moms. Like, what is the thing that we're supposed to be doing? What is the thing that we're building ultimately that's going to, and I, I know, you, and I don't know how you feel about the word legacy. I've heard you kind of balk at it in the past, but I don't know if it really, if you would feel that legacy is as much of a concern when we discuss like really purpose and what it is that we're creating and putting our energy behind. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that, (laughs) but I didn't want to put words in your mouth. (laughs) Um, Well, I think legacy can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. It mainly reminds me of Hamilton. (laughs) It's like the planting seeds in a garden you'll never see. Um, I've never seen that, by the way, which is hilarious. Crazy. I know, like every word. Um, But I agree that I think the idea of balancing and finding like who we are as people independent from our families, but also supporting our families and being there for our families, like we have really made a lot of decisions that prioritize availability for our families and, you know, for different reasons. Your husband has a lot of work travel and constraints. Um, I don't have that, but my kids have had a lot of health issues, like an unusual amount. So we've we've each had places in our family sort of balance where we've been challenged to see how much are we giving up of our own thing to to fill those gaps in our family or to meet those needs. And I think each trying to balance those and like how they've shifted over the years and, you know, different logistics have changed. And that's been a a huge part of our story together for sure is finding that purpose. And in each season, right? Because, you know, your kids aren't young forever and 
as they get bigger and kind of become more independent, it changes. And, you know, even your marriage can go through seasons of different work logistics and different needs. So it has been a huge part of our story is finding it. And I think that's so universal because I've talked to other friends and it can often feel like what's best for your family is at odds with what you feel like maybe not it's like as best necessarily, but like what you want to do, right? Like you can't always be all things to all people. And so that balance is, I think, something that a lot of us struggle with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're such an incredible mom. I, I just listen to you speak and share your commitment to your children. And it's obvious that you are very, very committed to being an exceptional mother. And I think a big reason for that, obviously, was just your own experiences growing up and just wanting to be the best mom that you could possibly be and give the children the best um, you know, s- sense of security and a safe space, which I think is so important for all of our children and for children in general, especially in today's day and age. But going back just a minute, that actually reminds me. So purpose, <laughs> we talk about purpose and we're going to, we'll mention why pen in a minute. Cause I know we haven't really talked about why is this called pen and purpose? Well, th- you know, a big reason for, for purpose. And I guess, I, I guess this all kind of fits in is I went to grad school when the boys were little and I decided I wanted to go back because I wanted to give myself an excuse to, to, to write, right. Cause I've always loved writing, but I stopped finding time to write around the time that Jethro was like six months. I just couldn't keep up with it. And David was traveling a lot. So he has been in the world of professional baseball. And Jethro's your oldest for anyone who doesn't know. Yeah, it's like her first child is the <laughs> timeline here. Exactly. And so when David, so David was drafted by the New York Yankees. And then, you know, when I decided to quit my job, right? So like, this is a big deal. Like here I am working, I have a job and I'm like, oh, I'm going to quit my job. So, and I was working as an event planner at the University of Miami. And then I kind of went back into real estate because I've done real estate in Miami on and off for years before moving to Tampa. And at the time I was like, okay, I'm going to give all this up to travel with David and support him. And I was, I actually had this blog post that I wrote about being like an honorary Stepford wife. And it was supposed to be almost like parody, but not at the same time, because to me, there's something so noble and beautiful about the traditional role as a wife, but, you know, a little bit differently than it was in the, maybe the 1950s. And so I started writing a blog back then. And I said, well, my creative outlet is going to be blogging and I'm going to blog about my life as a baseball wife. And so that's really how my writing took off and how I really started writing more consistently. And I did that for years. Well, and I want to just break in for anyone because when I met you, I had no idea what you meant by baseball wife. Like (laughs) her husband played professional baseball. I, th- I was like, do your kids like baseball? What's happening with this? It took me like a while knowing you before I was like, is she just really into baseball? But that's what she means by that for everyone who is unclear. That's so funny. That's so, so, so funny. I was um, always like, what does that mean? 
Thank like you my for life as a crafty wife, like, you know, like, could it be anything? But you meant it in a very specific way. A very specific way. And so thank you for interjecting with that wisdom and, and, and context um, for anyone who was like, what the heck is she talking about? So I did, you know, at the time, David was work playing professionally for the New York Yankees. He did ultimately make his uh, major league debut in 2013. That was the year that I was pregnant with Jethro. And I actually really, <clears throat> interestingly, I had a really hard time writing for the blog when David was in the big leagues. I did fine when he was in the minor leagues. Uh, I, you know, it's it goes back a little bit to this idea of not not feeling comfortable, boast, almost like boasting, even though I know that word, it has a negative connotation. It's this idea of like lifting me up or lifting other people up, like not lifting other people up, but how we feel as writers to kind of like put ourselves on a pedestal. And I think that happens a lot of time with times with authors when they're promoting their books and they they want to play small and they don't want to really show up and celebrate their wins. But when David was in the big leagues and doing well, my writing actually dried up for a while because I didn't know how to handle writing about the success. It's easy to write about the challenges and how hard things have been in your life and what you're trying to overcome, but it's really hard to to shine a spotlight on what you're doing well. And that's actually a really big um, takeaway that I, I didn't even think about until right now for authors as you're writing your book and you're sharing about the wins and getting the visibility. Um, you well, know, so, like many, big so many people. Hmm? Too. You know, like you went from like a medium stage to like a, such a big one, which is also yeah. like a launch, right? People have their own little world of influence. But then when they write a book and it's, you know, national – it's like that stage just expands so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so, so true. Especially like think of some big names that shot up overnight, like James Clear from Atomic Habits. He was, for all intents and purposes, a no one and then became this huge sensation. And his book years later is still on the bestseller lists. And that could be really hard for an author to navigate is this idea of all of a sudden becoming famous, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um and so, you know, that was a challenge for me. And then I, my writing really, really dried up after ha- after my son was born, especially a couple months. I try, I kept trying, I kept trying, I kept trying, and I just couldn't anymore. So I ended up going to grad school after my second was born and after David retired from playing and started coaching um, with the Yankees instead. And it was just interesting because the, the book that I wanted to write in grad school was a memoir about finding my purpose in between the hymns. It was really like between the hymns. And actually I'm still, that's a whole other conversation about my book, but it was this idea of trying to like rise up between taking care of my son, taking care of my husband, but then also that relationship with God and what God was ultimately calling me to. And so that's a big reason why we are naming this pen and purpose is this, you know, we work as, um, you know, we own way me or I own way media and marketing. Elizabeth is the chief creative officer. So this is a media and marketing agency for authors. Specifically, we help them write books, build author brands, platforms, and also launch their books. So that's like a really big piece of who we are and what we do. Um, but then purpose is always an undertone for us. This is ultimately the purpose that I feel God's called me to. I don't know if Elizabeth feels the same way, but I think ultimately we are always grappling with what is what is our purpose that's a that's a universal question that so many of us are always asking yeah for sure and i think you know how you define purpose can shift in different seasons or stages of life too in that 
you know, I would say my purpose is not specifically books, but it's, it is helping people like, cause I have a background in publishing. Actually, my first job was in a publishing department in a fine art museum. And so I've also, I've always loved writing and books and that sort of literary world and intellectual world of, you know, creating something. But I also spent a long time in personal styling and do a lot of branding. And I think it's in helping people see a bigger version of themselves, whether that's through how they present themselves physically in clothes, whether that's how they present their business, whether it's what they're writing about. It's helping people step into that bigger sense that like sometimes I think it's easy to see that in others more than it we can see it in ourselves, right? We see the other person's potential or we see their beauty. We're so much more gentle with a friend who's put on five pounds than we are with ourselves, you know, all those things. Um, people can be so hard on themselves and they they really need help a lot of times stepping into something bigger because there's a lot of fear and it's it can be hard to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love it. And that's why I feel like you and I complement each other beautifully as we continue to grow away because you have this you have this love for the written word that I have. So we have that in common. And and you're very much a creative, but you're creative in a different way than me. You're much more visually creative than I am. Um, even just like with style. Like I've never been one to really care about style, but that is the way that you show up in the world. And it's so funny, we actually have a book coaching client that we're working with right now, and she's a stylist. And we both have been editing her work together, and it's been really cool to have you be a part of that with me, Elizabeth, because you have a background in style and you have a very different, unique perspective than I do because I would actually be her client, whereas you would probably be able to do what she does for a living and do it very well. And so it's been extremely beneficial, I believe, for Tanya to have that, uh, to receive that feedback from both of us from two different angles. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I just feel like what you bring to weigh is very, very different from what I bring to it. And we've talked about this, I think, a nauseum <laughs> is just how how we have a lot of similarities, but we have a lot of differences. And it's important to align yourself and, and almost lock arms with people who have different perspectives than you because it allows you to grow. It allows you to, I feel, get closer to your ultimate purpose because you're being exposed and supported by people who have a different perspective and you're not living in a box. You're not living in a in a little bit of a bubble per se. Yeah, totally. Because I mean, a lot of times our purpose is bigger than ourselves or like than what we can do alone or one one thing or just any kind of business or group or endeavor that maybe we're leading it, but we need other people to come in and help and bring their own expertise, their own flavor to really make it take off. So mm-hmm. I think rarely will you do great things completely alone. It's usually with other people. Absolutely. And so why don't you talk a little bit more about, um, I'll let you kind of take the lead on on sharing about this, but how you and I were trying to be solopreneurs for a while and things just were really challenging, but that 
being together has allowed us to have more success, I think, too, just being part of a team and growing as a team. And that's not to say, I mean, you can, you feel free to share all the challenges. That's not to say that it's guaranteed success, but it really, there, there is a huge argument for not doing it by yourself. Yeah. I think a huge part of being a successful team is honesty. I think we have done a good job for the most part of being really honest about what am I good at? What am I not good at? What am what do I struggle with? Where do I feel capable? Where do I not feel capable? When I don't feel capable, is that real? Is that really just something I shouldn't be doing? Or is that fear? Is that imposter syndrome? And just working through some of that with vulnerability because you can't be part of a team if you – well, I mean, I guess you can try. But I don't recommend being part of a team if you're like, I'm awesome at everything. I'm better than everyone. This is how I am. And so I think we have skill sets that complement each other, right? Like you're saying, that's not to say that we've never had disagreements or when there's decisions to be made. There are times when we would approach things differently for sure, but for the most part, I think we've been good about staying in our own lane and knowing when is this sort of my call, when are we doing it jointly, when are we going to defer, and just giving people space to be who they are largely and it's, I think it's a delicate balance between kind of being who you are and then staying stuck in limitations. I don't know. You can jump in if you disagree. But, you know, like there's things where I might say, oh, I'm not good at this. But you might push me to be like, well, I think if you tried doing it this way or if you tried doing it more systematically or if you tried doing it more often, you would get used to it, right? So there's like that initial resistance and then there's also things – where it's like, okay, better to just delegate that out to someone else. And that's just also part of a growth process. We're all still developing and we all have our inherent habits that we fall back on. And mm-hmm. I think that working together has uh, brought up both our strengths and our weaknesses. As a, we have a client who would say that every time we challenge each other, it's a gift. <laughs> so. Yes. We've had some gifts there mixed in. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely been – it's been wonderful and it's been challenging because obviously you call me out on my stuff and that's fine. Like, But that's better than being in it and not being aware of it or even if you're self-aware, which I feel like I'm pretty self-aware, it's still different hearing it from someone else and them telling you like – this isn't a good way to kind of address this or you're jumping around a lot, which I know is things is something you tell me quite a bit that I have. It's like, you know, I think I'm a little bit of that visionary where like I have all these ideas, but I don't know how to make them all work. And I, I want to, I want to like jump to a hundred miles an hour before I can get to like 30 miles an hour and 60 miles an hour. And, you know, I think you would probably say that's true of me. Like, Let's crawl before we run. And I'm just like, I want to run and I 
want to do X, Y, Z. And we can't, we can't do all the things we have to pick and choose, do those things successfully before we can move on to the next thing. But there is obviously yeah, for sure. And then like on the other uh, side, I sometimes there is a point where you have I'm to be able to identify to just if something the just isn't working. And that's where you're better. I'll be like, I don't know. Are we sure? Have we checked it six times? Have we double done the math? Like, you mm-hmm. know, I'm definitely one of those like measure twice, cut once people. Uh, so it's like it's such a balance, right? Because neither personality is perfect and both can keep you stuck. If you never take the leap, you can stay stuck. But if you can't stay focused and switch around a lot, then you kind of can also stay stuck in a different way. So it's finding that balance that can be so important. And I think for anyone who's struggling in their own business or in a relationship or in anything, sometimes having that sounding board who is really different from you can be helpful more than a friend who's really similar, who can't like maybe would exacerbate your own tendencies. Someone a little more different can help you see the other side. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, if you have two of you that are the same and you're kind of like falling into this trap, probably at double speed because you're both kind of taking each other spiraling together, that's right. not going to help anyone. Whereas that that tug of war helps maintain a better balance, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And I say tug of war, obviously not in a negative way, but in a good way where you're having these conversations and you're kind of like tugging at different ideas, trying to land on the one that makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. So basically I know we wanted to keep this kind of short. So what we'll be doing in future episodes is we'll be talking about different things, right, book writing related, book marketing, book branding, you know, author branding and book launching. But we're also going to be talking a lot about purpose and finding our purpose through the experiences that we are living and how perhaps writing a book will help you step into your purpose. How, you know, you know, just grappling with what's the next right thing in your life so that you can live into your purpose. These are all topics that we'll be talking through on this podcast. And we're just so excited that you're here and you're listening and that um, you want to take this journey with us. Elizabeth, any last words? Yeah, I think – and just that, you know, we obviously are both women. We're moms and we just want to help amplify the voices of other moms who feel stuck or feel trapped or feel kind of lost in the day-to-day because I think it can be so easy – for that to happen. And, you know, we've both been there in seasons and the overwhelm is real. And so we kind of just want this to be a really comforting space where, you know, like you're not alone. And if you are still in that journey of finding your purpose, balancing it all, falling down, getting up, struggling, having your wins and celebrating them, but also knowing that you don't have to be perfect And we'll be really vulnerable about the times that we've kind of messed up and times that we've found success and all of it. Just a really honest look at motherhood, purpose, writing, all the things, being creative and how that can be different for everyone, but also so universal. 
Yeah, I think vulnerability is going to be a really big theme for us being vulnerable, but also the the belief that we should all be vulnerable. And that I've written chapters on this before in, in other books that I've been a part of. So vulnerability is a really big thing. So I'm glad you brought that up too. Um, so that's it for today. And we hope to hear, you know, to, to, you know, have you check in with us again soon. Hopefully we'll be launching one of these once per week is our goal. Um, but that's it. Hope you have a great day. All right. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with us today on Pen and Purpose. If you found a spark of motivation or felt encouraged by what you heard, be sure to share this episode with a fellow wordsmith, bookworm, or a friend who could use a dose of inspiration. Also, if you could spare a moment to leave a review, we would really appreciate your help. Your words mean the world to us, and it really helps our community grow. Until next time, keep chasing those dreams, writing those stories, and living with purpose.